0: Welcome to You Are Not For Everyone. This is Jackie Henderson. Tonight's topic is about codependency. And I'm going to give you a couple definitions of codependency. And one is an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or addiction. A second definition is an emotional and behavioral condition that affects an in- an individual's ability to have a healthy, mutual, satisfying relationships. It is also known as relationship addiction because people with codependency often form or maintain relationships that are one-sided, emotionally destructive and or abusive. I think it's also very important to note that not all codependent relationships are with partners, codependency can be with family members and friends. Uh, if we start to have one-sided relationships and we keep giving um, to validate ourselves, to feel better about ourselves, if we feel responsible for someone else's happiness and we're the only ones that can take care of them, that is codependency. And if the person on the other side, the re- the receiver, is always taking without reciprocating you're probably in a very codependent unhealthy relationship so I'm going to give you some traits of codependency and you can see if you fit any of these or if anyone that you know may fit these ones one a deep-seated need for approval from others Codependents tend to have to require validation outside themselves. Their esteem is low and they need the support and the validation from others in order to feel better about themselves. Two, their self-worth depends on what others think about you. They're not happy on the inside. They've never learned a healthy self-esteem, how to be alone, how to take care of themselves. So how others view them is everything to them. Number three, have a habit of taking on more work than you can realistically handle, both to earn praise or to lighten the load of a loved one or co-worker's burden. So sometimes people who are codependent work above and beyond the average person because that's how they get validation. The validation comes from outside. They identify as their job. They identify as the work they do. And praise is how they feel better about themselves because, they're again, their inside doesn't have the validation. There's no self-esteem. They also tend to overwork and do more because they think they're helping everyone. It's almost like a martyr complex where you feel like you're going above and beyond and you're going to help everybody and everyone's going to love you for it. Unfortunately, that doesn't always work because some people get used to you giving and giving and giving, and then when you stop giving, they look for the next person who will give and you get left behind. It's really important that you learn, and I'm going to give you some tools later, of how to break the codependency pattern. Number four, a tendency to apologize or take blame in order to keep the peace. Some codependents do not want to have conflict, they don't want to have arguments. Their esteem is very fragile, their ego is very fragile, so having arguments and getting into heated uh, fights is not what they want to do. So they'd rather keep the peace and by doing that, by that goal of keeping the peace, they take the blame and they apologize even if it wasn't their fault. Is this sounding healthy to you? Does this sound like you? Does this sound like someone you know? It's time to get your strength back. And again, I'm going to give you some tools later. Number five, a pattern of avoiding conflict. So codependent people will do everything they can to avoid conflict. Again, they will overwork. They will overschedule themselves. They will be people-pleasing. They'll do whatever the other person needs in order to avoid any kind of confrontation or fight. Number 6. They have a tendency to minimize or ignore their own desires. So, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. I don't need to celebrate my birthday. You know, we can do it next week. Uh no, that's okay. I don't need that. I don't want that. I I'm good the way I am. No, I I'll, I'll just do this and you give up yourself because you just don't feel like you're as important as other people. So you minimize what you want, you ignore what you want. You might not even know what you want because if you've been in this enmeshed relationship for so long, the other person really dictates what you want and you have no thoughts of your own, especially if the codependent relationship has been going on for many years. Number seven, excessive concern about a loved one's behaviors or habits. When you become as obsessive about someone else's behaviors, how they're living, how they're managing their lives, how can I help them? How can I make their lives easier? Are they okay? What can I do to help them? If you're obsessing about other people's lives, chances are you're not living your own. You're focused on them and not on you. You're definitely a giver if you're in that mindset, but not in a Mother Teresa helping way, in a way that it serves you in such a deeper level. It's where you get your validation. It's where you get your self-approval. it's where you get your self-esteem. And eventually you're going to get exhausted or resentful or that person's going to move on because they want to find someone else that's going to give to them even more. Number eight. A habit of making bad decisions for others or trying to manage your loved ones or people you care about. You can't manage anyone. I mean, you can be a manager of a business and manage employees, but you can't manage friends. You can't manage your partner. You can't manage your children. I mean, to a point, of course, you can do discipline and all that stuff, but once they become adults or older or they're out of the house, all you can do is hope you instilled great values in them. The goal here is to become so self-validated, have such a high self-esteem, feel okay with you on your own, know what you like, know what you don't like, speak your truth, even if your voice shakes. These are all ways to become stronger. And again, I'm going to go over more tips later, but I want you to stay with the traits and see if you can relate to any of them. Number nine. A mood that reflects how others feel rather than your own emotions. So your mood and your emotional state is dependent on others. You wait to see how others are feeling before you put your emotions out there. And you won't. Chances are you won't put your emotions out there because you come become more chameleon-like. You blend in with your your taker you wait to see what they want, what their mood is, and then you set the tone so you don't rock the boat. 10, you have guilt or anxiety when doing something good for yourself. And we tend to do this sometimes as like mothers or parents. You know, If we do something for ourselves, we have a little bit of guilt or if we take a day off from work because we need a personal day, we have a little bit of guilt. But this is just taking, like going out for a walk by yourself and leaving your partner at home. This is going out for a pedicure when you're supposed to be cooking dinner and you have guilt. That is unhealthy guilt. Guilt means you did something wrong. Even the parenting guilt and the other guilt that is like minimum really isn't necessary because... Guilt means you did something wrong and taking time for yourself is not wrong and codependents feel very guilty when they put themselves before their takers. Number eleven, doing things you don't really want to do simply to make others happy. The yes person, okay I'll do it, yes I'll do that, yes I'll go there for you, yes I'll do this for you, yes I'll do that, yes, 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 yes and eventually you're exhausted, but you still keep going because you don't want to let anyone down. It's very much a martyr complex, but it's not a martyr complex in the way that you're you're thinking, you're sacrificing for the world. It's really just unconscious. You've been doing it for so long that you feel natural giving, and that's why the guilt sets in because when you start doing stuff for yourself, you don't even know what that feels like. And so when you start doing more for yourself, hopefully you'll start to enjoy it and you'll do more for yourself and you'll start to really become more of a whole, well-rounded person. A codependent person is dependent. It's dependent on another person. That means you're not independent. You don't have independent thought, independent emotions, independent action. You are really focused on being dependent on someone else's needs. You feel like you're the only one that can take up care of that person's needs and how, what they require from you is all you care about. And what you require of yourself falls to the back burner. Number 12, idealizing partners or other loved ones to the point of maintaining relationships that leave you unfulfilled. So you put others before you, you stay in these relationships for a really long time because you're so used to not getting your needs met that you don't even realize that you have not done anything kind for yourself in years. You haven't made a decision for yourself or done anything joyful for yourself in years because your energy has been going into your taker and you've just been focused on that with no attention drawn inward. And finally, 13, overwhelming fear of rejection or abandonment. So many people who are codependent don't want to be left alone. They don't even know what it's like to be left alone. So to them, that is the scariest thing ever. They need to be needed. They need to be needed. And why can't you need yourself? Be there for yourself. Start to be dependent on yourself and really love yourself. And everything that you do for that other person, start doing for you. And if you listen to the boundaries podcast I did a while back, I know it's hard to set boundaries. It takes practice to set boundaries. If you are truly codependent in such a way that you can't make a decision for yourself and you feel really overwhelmed and guilty when you do and you feel like you need to put that other person first and their opinion's more important than yours, then get some professional help around that. Codependency is not a mental health diagnosis. Um, It's not in the diagnostic manual, but it is something that we need help with. If you've been living this way for your whole life and putting others ahead of you, then you're not going to have the skills to get out of it possibly on your own. I'm gonna give you some ways but you have to also probably get some professional help if it goes deeper than the tips that I'm about to give you. Also, uh, codependence is very common in addiction. So you think of like the enabler, the person who has an addict as a partner, um, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, sex addiction, gambling addiction. The enabler is the codependent person who cleans up the messes, who keeps everything hidden, who keeps the secret for the enabler, does everything to make their lives easier. If the alcoholic person comes home and they're sick all over the floor, they're the enabler, the codependent, cleans up the mess and makes sure no one ever finds out. They'll even probably call in for work for their partner the next day and say, you know, he's not feeling well today, he won't be coming into work. They cover up the messes. Um, so the enable if you're in, A relationship with someone who's an addict. You may want to see, check your behavior. If you're enabling the behavior to make it easy for that person to stay in their addiction, then you may need some support on how to break your codependency. You're putting them before you and you're always cleaning up the messes. So here are some codependency tricks to break the habit. Codependency hacks. Number one, seek your own validation. Why don't you care about what you think? Do you know what you like? Do you know what your favorite food is? Do you know what looks good on you when you get dressed up? Do you know what you want to do in the future? Start to sit with yourself, get to know yourself. If you've been enmeshed in a relationship with a partner, a parent, a friend, a co worker, if you've been so enmeshed that you don't know where you start and they end, it's time to start seeking your own validation and starting to get to know yourself really well so you can really validate yourself and you won't be looking for that validation outside. You don't have to work so hard for people to tell you you did a good job because you're going to validate yourself and know, I did a good job. I worked hard. I had a great project. I did a great job on it. I'm really doing a great job. In all areas of my life validate yourself do not be attached to outcomes so people who are codependent they really believe that they're responsible for other people's happiness there if it's not up to them if it's not if it wasn't for them the other person would never be able to do all the things they do it's their job to make the other person happy. It's their job to enable that person. It's their job to clean up the mess. It's their job to be the good child, the good daughter, the good son, the good partner. So when you become more independent, you don't have to worry so much about pleasing everybody else. You don't have to worry about the outcome. What are people going to think? You are going to make yourself number one, and not be so worried about making everybody else happy. Except that other people on this earth may not be for you. The title of this podcast is You're Not For Everyone. So if you stop giving to some people, you stop falling in line and being the good person that always does. And I say quote unquote good person. Enabling their lives, doing everything for them, working above and beyond the average person to be the best employee ever, chances are you are not feeling valid unless you're doing those things. So when you start to realize that not you don't need to please everybody. Your life is your own. You work because you enjoy working. You work because you make a paycheck. You work, it's your passion. You enjoy it. But then work ends and go home and do something else do something with your family do something with your friends do something on your own go for a hike work is not everything your relationships aren't everything there has to be a balance take time to just really learn how to sit with yourself calm your nervous system sit with yourself really get to know you Get to know who you are so you can really stand up for yourself. That you can choose you. That you start to know what it is you like. Who you are. Not anyone else. Who are you without any people in your life? And I'm not saying you need to be alone. I'm just saying, are you doing more for others than for yourself to the point that you don't know yourself? And if you are... It's time to start taking your life back and let people have theirs. You're not in control of everybody else's life. Let them have their lives. And they'll, and if they are so used to running you and you doing everything they want, you'll find out how true the friendship is, the relationship is, how strong it is if you start to say no and start to choose yourself. Here are some ways to break the relationship pattern of codependency. Instead of denying your own needs, try prioritizing self-care. Instead of compulsively trying to fix or take care of others, try letting others make their own choices. Instead of seeking approval from others, value yourself. Find approval within. Instead of judging and criticizing yourself, Practice self-compassion, and that's a big one. I think codependent people are really mean to themselves, and they're really harsh to themselves. They really don't believe that their opinion is worthy, and this might have come from abusive relationships, abusive parents, emotional abuse, physical abuse, but for some reason codependents tend to be very self-critical and start to love yourself and give yourself some compassion. And instead of people-pleasing, try developing a stronger self, a sense of self. You are important. You are worth it. You are an individual who deserves love. So where does this codependency come from? Well, codependency tends to come from childhood, of course, and uh, we tend to... Develop codependency as a result of either overprotective or underprotective parents. So when we have overprotective parents, we tend to think the world is scary and we tend to cling to the people in our lives. When we have underprotective parents, we believe that people will leave us, that no one's going to be there for us. So again, we cling the people in our lives and that's a true way to look at a codependent you're clinging on to the other person you're clinging on you're like you know you need some fabric softener in your life to release the clinging because you are an independent person you are a beautiful soul who needs to be cultivated and take this from me if you can from anything else that i say today You'll have to start to cultivate yourself. That means if you had a garden, you cultivate a garden. You start digging in. You start getting to the fresher soil. You plant the seeds. You water it. You give it sunlight. You take care of it. You weed. Make sure no weeds get in. And you be patient with yourself as the garden grows. And eventually the flowers bloom. So cultivating yourself takes the same process as cultivating a garden. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to dig down and get to know yourself and get to the good soil, that really deep self-awareness, authenticity. And then you plant seeds of hope and joy and adventure and love and independence and you take care of it. Don't let the weeds get in, the negative people, the ha- haste, the naysayers, those takers in your life who want you to stay in line and not become independent. Takers do not want you to become independent. They're going to do everything they can to not let that happen. Those are your weeds and you have to weed them out and not let them close to you. And give yourself sunlight. Give yourself water, all good things, so you grow. It doesn't happen overnight. If you've been a codependent your whole life, it's time for self-compassion and to start to cultivate yourself and give yourself some time. You don't want to lose your sense of self and focus on the needs of others forever. It's time to get to know you and to not be enmeshed with another person. And, you know, sometimes these relationships don't seem to be detrimental They seem to just be the way it is for you. You feel like your life is okay. You're just enmeshed with another person and you just value their opinions greatly. But what happens if that person leaves? What happens if, sadly, that person passes away? What happens if that person is no longer in your life? Who are you without that other person? This is why it's so important to cultivate yourself. I'm not... Codependency is an unhealthy state to live in, but I'm not telling you to be alone, and I'm not telling you to end your relationships that are too close. I'm saying have healthy relationships, and a healthy relationship will allow you to go off and do your own thing, be independent, create your own life, and validate yourself. You'll be able to choose joy and choose you, and you don't need to seek the validation outside yourself. You don't have to be a workaholic to get attention and have people say you did a good job. You can work your 40 hours and still feel validated because you know you did a good job. You don't need to hear it from others. Of course, it's nice to hear it, but don't um, require it because you validate you. Your opinion of yourself is more important than anybody else's. So here's some things to know about codependency. Codependency is sometimes a response to trauma. Sometimes codependency feels shameful. Codependency is an unhealthy focus on other people's problems, feelings, and needs. Codependent people are very sensitive to criticism, and they feel overly responsible for everyone else. Codependence Wall away, they shut down to their own feelings. They don't even, sometimes they don't even know what they feel or what they like. Codependents give even when it hurts. You can change, this is the most important one, and I want to really emphasize this. You can change your codependent patterns. And I suggest going back and listening to the boundaries podcast because that one really helps you to learn how to start to take put yourself first and really set some healthy boundaries you know some of our relationships are important to us and yes they may be enmeshed and codependent maybe not to the point where they're unhealthy and you're really it's not a bad thing it's just that that you really need that other person but my encouragement for you is to also cultivate you Begin to know who you are and choose you. And it's okay if people get mad at you. They're allowed to, so what? They can be mad, you still choose you. Because this is your life. And if that person is gone, who are you? If you are left alone, who are you? It's time to start cultivating your garden. It's time to start getting to know yourself on a very deeper level. Know what you like validate yourself. You are worth it. No more codependence. Become independent. And there's a wonderful book called Codependent No More, which you can grab and read and see if you like it and will help give you some information on codependence and really check. Go. It'll go deeper into what codependency consists of and how to overcome it. So if you really feel like this hit a nerve for you today, then do the work. No better day than today to start cultivating your garden, becoming an independent person. Your relationships will actually get healthier and happier. You're not going to be alone if you become independent. You become the healthier version of yourself, and you start to attract healthier people, and the unhealthy people will fall away. It's time to choose you. It's time to cultivate your garden.